When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You work your whole life to get it. And when you do, you dent it immediately. <laughs> because the cup. Colorado's thrilling win. We're going to bring in Emily Kaplan live off the ice for analysis. And the brawl that had somebody, <clears throat> Anthony Rendon, throwing punches with his left hand because he's out for the year with his right hand. Let's go. I'm not insulted as a passionate. I'm insulted as an Anthony. I can't believe Calshaw and I on the same show. Unbelievable. Weird. We start, of course, with your Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. The sudden arrival of something in overwhelming quantities. I wish there was a word for it. Yes, the Avalanche, Stanley Cup champions. Stanley Cup denters. Woo. <laughs> the faces of pure joy, pure toothless joy. Eric Johnson could not believe it. Darcy Kemper got a little vertical here. It's fun, but it all belies the actual dominance this Colorado team had throughout. So Emily Kaplan, we turn to you. We, you saw it live all series on ice last night. Mike in your hand talking to Stanley Cup champions. Number one thing you saw watching McCarr, McKinnon, Kadri, Coach Jared Bednar and the Avalanche put it all together. I feel like this entire Stanley Cup championship in Colorado Avalanche was a lesson in patience and building a team. I mean, yeah. Five years ago, they're the worst team in the league. Jerry Bednar told us this series he didn't know if he was going to make it. I've talked to players who were on that team. They talked about how miserable they were. But Joe Sackick stuck to his plan. And when I talked to Sackick last night after the game, I asked him how they got from there to here so quickly. He's like, well, we did have good players. We just need to put players around them, the right players, and develop. Um, and so they stuck with it. And they, you know... For when big game hunting the last couple of years around Artemi Panarin or Jack Eichel, those guys weren't right. This year at the trade deadline, they go get the ancillary pieces. They do trade better than anyone. I mean, Devontae for two second-round picks is ridiculous, but they also draft better than most teams. And when I asked Gabe Landis about the captain, this is a copycat league. What is everyone going to copy about the team? And he's like, well, they need to find a Kale McCarr. And honestly, that was the difference maker because that kid's a stud. Right. If I could follow up, it's Kale McCarr who's putting together a resume early on in his career that's untouchable, right? And, and it's Nathan McKinnon, the other superstar, who maybe the points didn't come in this series. And he was the most destroyed, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, after last year when they got eliminated. I think he said, uh, what do I have to show for my whole career? You talk to him right after the game. Is it redemption for McKinnon and for Darcy Kemper and, and Bednar? Yeah, well, I mean, this team to me, it's the Eric Johnson, Nate McKinnon. Those are the guys, Gabe Landeskog, who have been there since the beginning. And especially for Nate, he's such an emotional leader. I, like, don't want to get that quote wrong on the show because it's so good. I've been in this league for nine years, and I haven't won bleep. And he was so pissy and upset about it. And so for him to channel those emotions and mature this year and still play the same way on the ice was huge. And then Kale McCarr is just one of the most natural talents we've ever seen in the sport. He's changing the way defensive play. Kids at rink now are going to grow up and want to be Kale McCarr, and he's going to be the guy for the next 10 years. Bring it Tim Kalashaw here. Number one takeaway from the Avalanche Championship. Well, she kind of just discussed it. And, and you know, in the era of 32 teams – 
you're going to have players who never get great players who never get their name on the Stanley Cup. There's too many teams. It's not going to happen. For Nathan McKinnon, who is in the discussion with, with Austin Matthews and Connor David and a couple guys uh, up front for best in the league, and Kale McCarr, who's not in a discussion anymore. He is the best defenseman, certainly best offensive defenseman in 40 years. Their names are going on the Cup still early, very early in McCarr's career, pretty early in McKinnon, and that's important, and they'll probably get it at least – Another time. Oh, so now you're making a prediction because I heard McKinnon no, yesterday. Wait, no. I don't know. Maybe I'll get fat this offseason is what he said. <laughs> Bill Plasky, your number one takeaway from Colorado's championship. My first takeaway is Emily Kaplan did a tremendous job during the playoffs. I want to say I'm so proud to be your teammate. Great job, oh, Emily. Very nice. Second is I, I think the Avalanche may be one of the best teams ever. You know there's 72 wins this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's tied for the most ever in hockey history. That's amazing. They went 16 and four in the playoffs, second best record in the playoffs. They're the fourth team to come back from to, to, from four from never have a deficit. They're the fourth team to win all clinch all four series on the road. They were really the perfect team. I mean, again, this team will go down as one of the greatest in history. Pablo Torre, number one takeaway. Yeah, look, I was listening to the disembodied voice of Emily Kaplan, and I basically heard her say that this team trusted the process, Tony. Oh, they were okay. At the very bottom yes, of the yes, league, yes. and oh. they worked their way back up. And and here's the thing about the Kale McCarr end of things. I mean, I don't, I don't think I am. I think Kale McCarr, by the way, at age 23, has not only become, you know, the youngest defenseman to win all of these things in 50 years, he's become the only person to win a Stanley Cup and a Hobie Baker, the best college player and the best defenseman and the consummate for the MVP of the postseason and the rookie of the year. Like, no one's done this. And so that guy as your tentpole, yeah, he's a two-way player who is redefining expectations for someone who has not turned 24 yet, which is insane. And Harry Lyles Jr. <laughs> I'm with Bill Plasky on this. For me, it's it's not even just about this team being all-time great and and how great they were on the ice, but it is also about how they did it. This is the type of team that makes people fall in love with sports because they want to see themselves in their team. This was a team that was 20 points worse than the next worst team in 2016-2017. And then to have that same core come up with Nate McKinnon and Eric Johnson to finally not just win the title and be a dominant team, but to take out a team that is one of the best that we've seen over the last four decades in the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, back-to-back champions mm-hmm. that is now trying to, you know, beat this monster that they couldn't overcome. And so, to me, this is the type of team that you see people fall so in love with. So you're with Flashkey that, that, that you is think this is a resume right there that's among the greatest teams in NHL history. Emily, you gotta, you got to provide your analysis of that. Are you with Flashkey or you got another team? They're one of the greatest single-season teams in NHL history. Yes, okay. I don't think I'm ready to put them as the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's doing it, and then there's doing it against the team that was the dragon for the rest of the league, as Harry Lyles just suggested, the Lightning. So, close to a three-peat, couldn't seal the deal. Steven Samkos afterwards said, who said we're done? So he's thinking they could run it back, keep a dynasty going. Emily, hearing from the Lightning all series and hearing from them last night, could they process what it is they've done? Or specifically on the loss, was it execution? Was it injuries? What stopped them from getting the three-peat? You know, I think through the process, they don't talk about it, but they have appreciated the fact that they are now part of NHL history. And the three-peat would have been wonderful, but they're still proud of the success they have. As for this series, the execution issue was the penalty kill. That was their bread and butter for the last mm-hmm. two championships. They have plug and play. They get these guys at the trade deadline. They put them in their system. It works. The penalty kill is kind of dried up in the series. And then 
I hate to use injuries as an excuse because everyone's going through it. And if you look at the ads, they had their share of injuries. I mean, Bell Nashushkin's foot is disgusting if you go look at his Instagram page. Like, they, they played through it, too. But every time I saw the lightning in the hallways the last two weeks, they were limping. And they were so battered. And they got to this place because of their commitment to defense, blocking shots, clogging lanes. But it just took a toll. And that way of playing is just... It's a war of attrition, and I, I think they just lost that energy and manpower. Is it a different frankly. series if Braden Point is Braden Point? I mean, you're going to tell me the team won two championships with him leading the team in scoring, and he's not himself this series. Yeah, no, he, just, he was hobbled. He was a, a fraction of himself, and it sucks because he worked so hard, but he couldn't. And I just want to say, in this final game, they went to the end. Like, Eric Chernak, one of their biggest defensemen, yeah. is like – putting himself out there, crunching against the boards, and somehow getting out there for every shift. Like, that's a warrior mentality, and they should be really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Pablo Torre, bring you in here on the Lightning's view of it. I think there is no shame to be felt here. I agree. Obviously, Emily has seen it up close why they lost, but keep in mind what they've done, right? This is eight years, six conference finals, four Stanley Cup finals, going for a three-peat, which is basically impossible because it hasn't happened in 40 years to begin with since the Islanders in the 80s. Tony, this is a hard cap sport. There's an argument that this should not have happened like a Stanley Cup final or two ago. So the fact that they're here, it does feel dynastic to me. Even though, yes, they're completely dissatisfied and hurting after how this all Tim played. Tim Kalisha? You know, you just showed the faces and the body language of these players. They look like they're devastated by this. And Pat Maroon, the guy with the big beard you showed on the bench, he's just won 15 straight playoff series. He was with St. Louis the year before he got to Tampa Bay, and he looks like he's witnessing a tragedy out there. That just speaks to the commitment this team plays with and the way they approach the game. Well, maybe he was upset about his his stick that he destroyed uh, the last two minutes of the game. Flashy, how about you? Well, he needed to do something about Corey Perry. Poor Corey Perry. He's been on the losing Stanley Cup Finals team for, what, three straight years? That's that, uh, yeah. So they need to do something about him. I just think it's too hard. You know, I think the, the Islanders are the last team to win four straight or even get in four straight, and that was 42 years ago. That's that's a, there's a reason for that. There's a war of attrition. These guys have been attritioned, and they were two for 19. In the, they were two for 19 in the power play. In the end of the day, I, th- I think they're probably done. Can we for say the Stanley Cup also a little bit of attrition there at the end? How far away, Emily, were you <laughs> when Nicholas Obey Kubel slid in, dropped it, dented it? Can, can they bang that out? I got a guy. Hey, yo, I'll bang that out. I'll bang that out for you, Emily. What do you think? <laughs> I was pretty close to it, but let me tell you, I didn't even flinch twice because once the cup is awarded, it becomes a communal thing, and you have no idea where that thing's going to go the next couple weeks or months. Have you heard? Have you heard a great nugget of who's going to take the cup and, and take it somewhere yet? You know, the sweetest one is Josh Vanson. I mean, his dad, Dave Vanson, longtime NHL player, never won yeah. as a player. He's now a coach, lost to his son in the right. conference finals, and then got to right. celebrate with him on the ice. That was cool. Great work all series, all postseason, Emily. Thanks for your time today. We'll be back with a wild weekend in baseball and buy or sell. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase, coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. I give bonus points for accurate predictions on this show and for first pitches over the plate. Uh, I'm consulting the official rules here. Who knows what the bonus is for being inducted into an entire state's Hall of Fame. But we have it this weekend. Bill Plowski in bronze. (laughs) In bronze. I'm humble. The California Hall of Fame. That's an incredible state to be in the Hall of Fame for. And you had your daughter MC induct you. How great is that? We can't even keep track of all the awards for Plasky, but we do know we I'm, salute I'm you. Honored, humble. Thank you, thank you. Fire cell, let's go. The brawl in Anaheim, Angels Mariners. It was simmering Saturday when Trout was thrown out over his head, and it exploded Sunday with Jesse Winker plunked. You all saw this. It was off the rails for 18 minutes. Anthony Rendon uh, throwing punches with his left hand while his right hand is in a cast because he's out for the year. And, of course, Rezel Iglesias throwing sunflower seeds on the field. Ah, Also of note, a Mariners fan knew Winker was feeling down after he got tossed into the pizza to the Mariners visitors clubhouse in Anaheim for him. He got it. It was delicious. Bill, who won this kerfuffle and who lost? The biggest losers were the umpiring crew. They should have realized the minute the Mariners nearly hit Mike Trout on Saturday night, they needed to warn them during the line during the lineup cards on Sunday morning. Warnings right away because they had to know the Angels are going to do anything to protect Trout. They were going to hit the Mariners. There's no question about that. Umpires needed to warn them before the game. The minute you throw inside, you're out of the game. That would have quelled it. Tim Kalashaw. The losers were all the Angel players who enjoy a nice, healthy snack of sunflower seeds during a game. This was only the second inning. And here's Iglesias throwing it. It is a nice slow-motion throw there. Throwing all the sunflower seeds out into the field. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know, chew tobacco the whole time? All right, so you just have jokes, okay? Harry Lyles Jr., how about you? Tony, the unquestioned winner is the fans that were in attendance for this game. I mean, we always see teams, you know, kind of going like 50% in on not really wanting to fight. Mm, We got 18 minutes of this. We got all kinds of theatrics. We got Rendon swinging with his offhand with the other one in a cast. The slow-mo sunflower seeds was great. To me, it's absolutely fans that were the winners in this. Pablo Torre. 
No, Phantom Cam Technology, the number one winner here. I'd never seen it deployed in that level of resolution around those seeds. I'll also point out the opener as a gambit now, right, Tony? It's not starters anymore, it's openers. Turns out your opener could be a guy who had never started a game before and is kind of there just to goon it up and throw at guys an and then get tossed, puzzle. kind of as part of the plan. Very interesting. We'll move on. Astros, Yankees didn't have fisticuffs, did have everything else. Houston didn't trail for one inning the entire series through the no-hitter Saturday. Seven more innings of no-hit Sunday. But Dusty Baker electing to pitch to Aaron Judge twice in huge spots, but maybe he could have avoided that, has the Yankees splitting the series. Tim, number one takeaway. Who won this engagement? My takeaway is that the Astros won it. I know it's a split, but you go into New York, okay. you do what they did with their pitching staff. This is a team that's lost Cole, and they beat him this weekend. They've lost Springer, they've lost Correa, and they're still kind of loaded, and they're still ready for the ALCS, it looks to me. Harry Louds Jr. Yeah, to me, it's the Astros, if only because you saw that you can hang with a team that might end up finishing with the best regular season record we've ever seen. Uh, and then also, I think us, again, the fans are winners because if we can get seven games of an ALCS of this, I mean, even just talking about the two Aaron Judge walk-offs and then him handing the bat to Spike Lee, who was actually the size of Aaron Judge's bat, which was pretty funny to see. Uh, so to me, I, I think it's a little bit of the Astros, a little Pablo bit of us. <laughs> but why can't the answer just be the Yankees then? I mean, let's cut to the chase here. This is the team that has the third best record at this juncture right after the 98 Yankees and the 01 Mariners. Like, just say it's them. It's the team that's the best and one of the best we have ever seen. That is the So the team fact that is the they best. went 16 innings plus without getting a hit in the middle of this series, Pablo, you're, you're, you're liking that. Tony, you know how I feel about no-hitters. They happen all the time everywhere. No longer horrified or impressed by them. It's fluky. It happens a lot. Bill Plaschke. 16-plus innings, Pablo. Come on. That, that, that's unbelievable. To me, the Astros, and, and believe me, I hate saying this because I still remember the cheating. I'll never forget the cheating, but the Astros are the best team in the American League. The way they shut down the big Yankee hitters, basically Judge got two, the two big hits. It's Judge beating Should Dusty Baker, ma- I mean, he walked uh, Matt Carpenter yesterday intentionally, but didn't walk Harris. Been, been oh, I understand that. And, and then they got another out, but maybe don't pitch to Judge there. So the last two teams to be no hit for 16 consecutive innings, does anybody know? This, I mean, you wouldn't know unless you, you read this piece of information. The 81 Dodgers and the 73 A's, both those teams Ooh. won the World, won the World Series. Series. That's an amazing thing, mm. too. We'll move on. One more story here, and I like this panel. We have L.A., we have Atlanta on the show. Freddie Freeman's return to Atlanta. Emotional weekend here. A lot of tears. And Clayton Kershaw talking about it to Gabe Burns, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Quote, I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. End quote. Harry Lyles Jr., buy or sell Kershaw on Freeman like that. I'm buying that it felt like we were going to get to this point eventually with somebody on the Dodgers saying something like this because it feels like every time we see Freddie Freeman, he's still crying about not being in Atlanta. I'm not saying that as a dig, but it is like, okay, you made a business decision to want to get one more year from a team. You took that from the Dodgers. Chipper Jones tried to warn you about not doing that. And I think Freddie is perhaps feeling maybe some regret because if we're talking about Freddie Freeman staying in Atlanta, it would be Henry Aaron, it would be Chipper Jones, and then Freddie would be right below Chipper in terms of being a hero like that. And I think he's having a clearly a tough time coming to grips with that, at least in my opinion.
Pablo Torre. And he's also set up the scene that we just saw where he chose to get the ring in Atlanta, even though he's playing for the team that he beat with the Braves to win the ring. It's all very ex-girlfriendy, and it's all very strange and all very cryy, as we know. It just feels, to Harry's point, like, yeah, the Braves and Freddie Freeman probably should have figured this out and prevented this from ever happening. Bill Plaschke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pablo, great point there. A lot of Dodgers are wondering why Freeman didn't just get his ring in the tunnel when the Braves were in town earlier this season in Dodger Stadium. A lot of Dodgers, mm. Kershaw is echoing with the Dodgers, a lot of them are thinking, Enough, Freddie. Enough. Who do you play for now? Enough of the tears. Show, show your commitment to the Dodgers. He's playing great, but still, where's the emotion? Tim Kalashaw. Yeah, Kershaw has too much class to just straight call him out, but between the lines, he's saying, anytime you want to join the team. <laughs> you thought this was in between the lines? This is right dollars. there in print in the Atlanta you, you Journal can, Constitution. You can come play with us, <laughs> and you can cut it with the tears about the Braves that you left all the money on the table to come here. Okay. I thought it was black and white in the AJC. All right. Tim Kalashaw, Harry Lyles Jr., thanks for your time today. Bill Plaschke, Pablo Torre, showdown. Two old friends to me. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Phillies. With Bryce Harper, they were barely 500. Without him now, broken thumb, no timetable. What are the Phillies without Bryce Harper, Bill Plaschke? This team is truly, he's truly an MVP. He's the most valuable player. They're lost without him. They're not going to make the playoffs. Mm. They're barely making him, they're barely making him anyway. They feed off his energy. They feed off his nearly 1,000 OPS. He's a great, I mean, a great player, and, and they can't survive without him. But... But, Bill, they also feed off his delusion because Bryce Harper's quote after this was, I wish this ball had hit me in the face. I don't break bones in my face. I can take 98 to the face, not 97 to the thumb. Like, I think you could be happy that you didn't get hit in the face, man. There is a history, though. You lose Bryce Harper, you win the World Series. So they had that going for them. That's true. We'll move on. A most bizarre golf walk-off from this weekend. Jason Cockerack blasts a ball off the course and doesn't finish his round. Here's how Shotlink described his last shot. 87 <laughs> yards into the unknown. Pablo Gray, the exit, possibly from the PGA Tour for, for him. No, it's beautiful, Tony. It's a beautiful exit. I mean, it reminds me of how on, like, maps in medieval times, there'd just be, like, dragons in one corner of the of the area, right? Like, what is the unknown? I don't know what's there, but that's where this guy has got. Ashke? 
What are you talking about, Pablo? He needs to finish the round. That's the great, graceful, classy exit. I don't care if he's going to the LIV. Put out. As bad as I am, I've always finished the round. You put out. You finish what you start. I thought it was lame. Not exactly finishing what you start here, Bill Plaschke. You have oh, the, Colorado, you. Uh, the California Hall of Fame, but you're dealing with the king of Kips Bay, the maestro yeah. of Murray Hill, <laughs> Pablo Torre. 30 seconds of FaceTime. First, congratulations to Bill Plaschke on winning the Billy Joel Award. I assume that's what that plaque and that button <laughs> for being Billy Joel. Um, but secondly, speaking of my roots here, like the Knicks are obsessed right now with Jalen Brunson. They have hired Jalen Brunson's dad, Rick Brunson, former Knicks, to be an assistant coach. They are maxing out, allegedly, Jalen Brunson. They've done all of these things, including not being interested in Kyrie Irving, because they are interested in Jalen Brunson. And I don't know if I've ever been more confused as to what the Knicks are at this point. Like, they used to be all about big brands and big names, and now it's all about Jalen Brunson, and I am so glad I no longer care about them. And Plaschke, I just found the reward for winning uh, the Hall of Fame in California. You get Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Oh, no! Happy Hour is presented by Corona Extra. Please drink responsibly.